Welcome to Real Life Mentoring, where we explore real life issues to help you make an authentic difference in the world. Hi, Chris and Christina here. Today, we are going to jump right in to yet another characteristic of what we believe a good mentor should characterize. That's a lot of characterization. Can you rephrase that? (laughs) So we're going to talk about a good mentor is also an active listener. I'm sorry. What did you say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good example. (laughs) So why? Let's just start off. Let's just I'll throw out this question. Why is it important for a mentor to be a good, active listener? And maybe we should define, let me back up. What's the difference between listening and active listening? Oh, now put me on. Did the you sp- hear me? <laughs> yes, I think I did. Now I'm, I'm processing here. Yeah, you're telling me your story. Yep. If as a, as a mentor, we talk about the importance of hearing another person's story. Mm-hmm. If that is so important to me, why would I not fully listen? Right. And when I say listening, it's hearing what you're saying. Right. Watching your body language, eye expression, things like that. Giving nonverbals, like not a, nonverbals. That's yeah. part of listening. And giving the uh-huhs and not letting your mind race around to, okay, I hope they shut up because in 10 minutes I need to go do this or whatever. It's being fully present, fully engaged, giving feedback, being active. Okay. Hence, I'm active listening to listening. what you're saying, <laughs> but I already had another thought See? at the same time. We need Good another example. podcast. Seriously, we need a, uh, one podcast just to talk about how to listen well. Right. Okay. Right. This is a characteristic that's right. important, but how to do that because I attended a seminar months ago and we talked about how difficult it is in our modern society yeah. to stay focused. Right. Yeah. That we're not thinking about lunch or the argument I had before or what I've got to do in the next 10 minutes. Right. So coming soon to Theater New Year. That is, yeah, I that don't would have that great... fully down, but I'm learning. So that would be a great uh, additional podcast. So be looking out for that. But so we're talking about the characteristic of being an active listener. Do you have a story for us? I do. So I want to let you take the lead. When we were early married, I did something. Again, I cared (laughs) about you. I loved you. That's a good thing. (laughs) I wanted to know what you were saying, but I didn't know how to be a deliberate listener. Correct. And so um, that's critical, guys, as a mentor. Right. So uh, tell the, the listeners what I would do early on in our marriage when yeah. you're trying to tell me something. Right. Well, I'm a word person and I love words. And so I would want to tell you about something I was processing or uh, something that happened at work or whatever. And you said <laughs> you were listening, but you were flitting about the house doing... <laughs> flitting about the house. <laughs> Washing the dishes, loading the dishwasher, folding laundry, so walking into being, another being a room. Being slave is what you're saying. <laughs> walking into another room. Follow me. I'm listening. Huh? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't feel like I had your full attention. Okay. Give me some credit. Let's talk about a time <laughs> when we were in the same room the whole time. I remember you coming to my office. Yeah. Um, at, where I was working, and you were talking to me, and I was doing different things. Uh-huh. So we were in the same room, but I and I thought I was hearing everything. Let's say I was hearing everything you said. Okay, you weren't, but okay, let's say that. <laughs> let's say I was. Yeah. So what if I heard everything you said, and I could repeat it back to you? What's the problem with me multitasking? And that's another topic, guys. Sure. Multitasking. Uh, I didn't feel like you were honoring what I had to say. That other things captured your attention more than you looking me in the eyes and seeing 
my facial expressions or just can everything be put on pause so you can just hear what I have to say? Yeah. Okay. And that I, I realized that later, but early on, I honestly did not see the problem at all because I'm hearing what you're saying. Yeah. It was more like a checklist. Yeah. Uh, but I'm also getting accomplished what I wanted to get accomplished at the yeah. same time. Two birds so, with one stone. Right, two <laughs> birds with one stone. Maybe uh, six birds with one stone, my, my motto was. A whole flock. But imagine you're sitting there as a mentee, yeah. and your mentor's doing that, yeah. multitasking. Yeah. And he or she can say, oh, I heard everything you said. Uh-huh. I could repeat it back to you. It's still not honoring. We need to be uh, given that opportunity to really look at the person and to, to nod, to make comments. What I'm saying really matters to, to you enough that you'll put things aside. Right. And I think whether you're mentoring or not, we all have poor examples of non-active listening. If you go to your doctor, everything's on computer. And they may look you at the eye when you walk in okay. or when they walk into the office. And then they're saying, so how are you feeling? And their eyes are glued to the oh, computer I, I screen, about that. typing away, typing away. Uh, next question, typing away. They're never looking at, they, they never make eye contact with you. And so I think we as a society have just as accepted that as normal. I can't tell you how many times... Um, I've been with someone and they sit down, they've got their coffee across from the cafe table and out comes their phone and their eyes are darting back and forth every time they get a notification that drives me crazy. So this is kind of becoming a counterculture characteristic is to be fully engaged and to be an active listener. It is. And I, um, well, I had a, a thought I wanted to share with you. Oh, I remember our daughter. One of our daughters went to um, a um, dermatologist uh-huh. and, uh, you know, checked the spot out on my shoulder or whatever. And uh, she came home and said, I said, what did the dermatologist say? Well, you need this cream. And I said, so what else? She said, Dad, I don't know. He actually sat across the other side of the desk. Mm-hmm. He never got up close and looked at what I had. <laughs> I thought, no. That's not. That's kind of listening. I have a rash. Say, what if you come over and look at it? Right. So when we say active listening, it's not just utilizing your ears. No, it's it's not. It's, it's looking at the person in the face. Whatever's, looking. Whatever's going on. Right. Let's it's also body language. Right. It is. Um, if I'm slouched over and just kind of daydreaming and looking all over, I'm not actively listening. But if I'm leaning forward and I'm making direct eye contact with you. That lets non-verbally a person know, hey, I'm really interested in what you have to say. So another example I have, uh-huh. uh, there was a guy I was talking to in the last couple of years, and uh, he was new to mentoring, and he said, Chris, there was a guy that reached out to me and said, hey, I would like to mentor you if you're open to it. Mm-hmm. And th- this this guy said, that'd be great. And he was excited about having a mentor. Mm-hmm. He said, we sat down for coffee the first meeting, and he says, I began opening my mouth and began to talk, tell a bit of my story, and this guy quote, the mentor picks up his phone and starts texting. Oh, my. And he, he said, I stopped talking. And said, yeah. oh, excuse me, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. And the guy said, oh, no, go ahead. <laughs> and so the guy put his phone down. He said, I began to talk again, tell more of my story. He did the same thing. Mm-hmm. He goes, and he was feeling really strange at this point. Yeah. Maybe the guy, the mentor, quote, mentor, did it three times. Finally, he said, look, 
do you need to take care of this stuff before, before I talk? He goes, mm-hmm. no, no, no. I've heard your story before. It's similar to other stories I've heard before. Uh, and yeah I, yeah, I know how this works. Yeah, not a good ending. So what's the problem with that? Yeah, he's dismissing this guy. He's not hearing anything. Yeah. He came to that meeting, the mentor did, with um, assumptions about this guy. Mm-hmm. You're similar to this other guy I've, I've known before. You've got these things going on. You want these things. I know that. Yeah. So you're, you're kind of like a copy. Mm-hmm. One size fits all. So I don't have to listen fully because I got your, I've got your number. Right. <clears throat> I think it's important to address here that active listening is just that. It's probably listening way more than you're talking. And part of active listening would be the, uh-huh, oh, oh, really? And then interjecting, how'd that make you feel? or whatever, you're not doing a lot of talking. Now, are there times when the mentor does a lot of talking? Absolutely. But if somebody is trusting you enough to share what's in their head and heart, then honor them well by listening well and not trying to solve their problem or, oh, yeah, 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 that happened to me. Nobody wants that. They want to be heard. And so... Just being fully present and aware of, do you listen well? It's interesting. I want to be listened to, but this this would feel awkward. Mm-hmm. Let's say I'm going to sit down with this guy, and he's going to mentor me. Yeah. We sit down. He says, let's say he says, Chris, I'm happy to, to get to know you. Tell me your story. And he's completely silent. Yeah. That feels a little strange, right? Yeah. yeah. And I start, I think, what, wait a minute, where do I start? Anywhere you want, anywhere you want to start. What a wonderful thing to give another person. Hey, we're just beginning this mentoring relationship. Uh-huh. It's critical that we get to know one another. Yeah. And that will not happen unless you start telling me your story. Okay. You start any place you want to. And as we say, I'm all ears. I'm listening. Yeah. And that, that person begins to talk. And when they say, okay, don't you want to interject? What if we just said, no, you yeah. keep talking. Tell me your story. Yeah. And I want to take all, all of it in that I can. Mm-hmm. And later I'll ask some questions to, for clarification. That person would leave there going, I've never been listened to so well in my life. Right. I think it's really important, too, to look at part of active listening is to read the person who's speaking because what they're saying with their mouth may not be really what they're saying. Okay. So you have for, an example? I do. Thank you for asking. <laughs> yeah, I'm, now I'm going to listen. Yeah. Um, a girl that I meet with uh, from time to time, she has a tendency to, like, minimize whatever she's going through. Yeah, I just lost my job and my whatever. That's just an example. But it's going to be okay. It's all okay. Is it really? So I'm listening to what she's saying. Now, I'm not assuming oh, well, I guess it's okay, or I'm not assuming anything else. But what I'm hearing is she's she's saying that a lot. And so I may, and I have asked her a question, you know, is it really okay? Or do you really, she dismisses easily. So I think it's important that part of active listening is to really pay attention. Um, reading between the lines maybe is a better way to phrase that. Thoughts on that? Well, the phrase, and I don't know where this came from, having the gift of curiosity mm. is really a gift of listening. If I have a sense of a curiosity about your life, yeah, I'm going to ask questions and then listen because yeah. I want to know about you. Yeah, It makes me think, okay, um, 
we lived overseas for many years, but years before that, if I would be in the line at the airport or the grocery store or wherever, and in Oklahoma where I'd hear someone with an accent, uh-huh. my ears would would focus totally on what they were saying. Sure. Because I was intrigued. Where are they from? What's what? What is their life like? Mm-hmm. And I so much wanted to ask them questions. Most of the times I didn't because I was a stranger. Right. But that sense of curiosity, mm-hmm. what is it about this person? Mm-hmm. Who, who are they? What, where do they live? What are they like? Right. When I'm curious about something, I listen more. Well, and I think it's, it's really quick to point out that what if your mentee is a real high introvert, right? Where talking <laughs> is not their strong point. That's a good point. There's exceptions to every rule. But for the most part, what we've seen in our 30-plus years of mentoring is that people are very happy to talk about themselves. They know themselves, you know, better than anybody else. And so, hey, tell me about what grade school was like for you. There may be some pauses. That's part of active listening. Let them think. Let them process. It may take a high introvert or a, a, a processor to, to think, hmm, don't interrupt the silence. It's okay to have silence. That's part of active listening. Does silence bother you in a relationship? Pause, pause. It used to. It doesn't now, um, especially if I know the person well. Like, oh, okay, this is the part where they – because I – you're a verbal processor, but I'm a analytic processor. I've got to think things over and, and through. And so I need some silence to Which kind of – Which is interesting it. because you, you, you express a lot verbally. Right, after I've had time to think about it, process okay. it. Yeah. All right. So that's just – I think well, my, my uncomfortableness with silence is I don't want the person, if I ask someone a question, a guy I'm mentoring, I ask him a question, uh-huh. and there's silence, I don't want him to feel awkward. Sure. But I also have to remember, as you said, he may be a deep processor, right. and he needs some time. We we have a friend, and uh, he is a deep processor. Right. And I remember he came to see us, spent about a week with us. And he's lying on the couch in our living room the last night in our home. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting in a chair looking at him. And I said, so um, what do you think? After being here a week, what do you think about uh, changes you need to make for your future? Something Uh along that line. Yeah. Now, I don't know if he had his eyes closed. He wasn't asleep. Right. But we weren't looking directly at one another. And it was nothing, complete silence. In fact, you know what I heard? Do, do, do. I did. Yeah. I was like... (laughs) I said, did you hear what I said? Yeah. He said, yeah, I'm thinking about it. Right. And I was like, oh, wow. Right. He is like in deep processing. Chris, listen well and yeah. then wait. And, you know, let's go back to what you said is you don't want that other person to feel uncomfortable with the silence. What I have discovered that people who need the silence aren't uncomfortable. Right. Right. So it may make you as the mentor uncomfortable. They're not uncomfortable with it. Yeah. So that's all part of, of active listening. Yeah, what else on that comes to mind? Um, I just think it's so important to be aware that um, a mentee needs a, an active listener um, and, and maybe self-assess. Like, ask people who know you well, hey, do you feel like I'm actively listening when you talk um, Ask people close to you um, to get some good feedback about, yeah, I really feel like you engage and you ask good questions. Or, no, you're kind of, 
you check your phone a lot or whatever. Just be real and honest, and well, then let's, you know. Let, let's yeah. be practical. Let's address the phone situation because most people have phones. Now, sure. Yeah. Everywhere you go, and so what if? As a here's a practical piece. Yeah. What if as a mentor, you 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 have some guidelines with a mentee? Yeah. See, guys, here's the thing: we both have phones. Yeah. But we only have a certain amount of time together. We have an hour, hour and a half, two hours, whatever. Right. I'm going to put my phone aside. And I will not look at my phone or answer it unless it's a critical call I need to take. Yeah. So if it's my wife or one of my daughters, mm-hmm. what I will do, let's say we're talking, yeah. and I look at my phone and it's my wife or one of my daughters, mm-hmm. what I will do is, excuse me, just a moment, hey, I'm with someone right now, is this an emergency? Right. And say, oh, I'm. you do this, Yeah. you've done this before, you've called me, uh-huh. I'm so sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, yeah. and we hang up. Right. That honors that person in front of you. Right. So we're not saying eliminate <laughs> the phone, but set up guidelines. Set, set up guidelines. Because I really appreciate that with somebody, you know, and, and I tell people, my mentees ahead of time, yeah, same thing. If if one of my family members calls, I need to take it, I make it short, and I just think that that honors your mentee. If I don't listen well, is it possible for me to know what the mentee really needs? Question. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. What do you think? Can I, without asking specific questions, let me uh-huh. back it up, and then listening well, Yeah, is it possible for me to really know what the mentee needs in a situation? I'm not sure if you can, what they need. Um, if you don't listen well, you're certainly not going to know your mentee well. So a lot of times we don't vocalize our needs, right? But if you're, you're not listening well, then to the, maybe this is a fair statement, to the degree that you listen well is to the degree that you know your mentee. Say that again. To the degree that you listen well okay. is to the degree that you know your mentee. I think that's excellent. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. That's, that's excellent. <laughs> and let's check that one off. Okay. Anything else before we wrap it up? I think sometimes for men, we want to give a quick answer. Mm-hmm. So as I said earlier uh, in another podcast, about we talked about the six areas of a person's life. Right. We are physical, spiritual, mental, emotional, those. I won't go into those. Uh-huh. I don't have an answer many times for every one of those areas at the well, time. Uh-huh. Uh, so may I not try to give a quick answer? Yeah. Someone has a question, don't let my pride get in the way. Mm-hmm. Don't g- give a quick answer. Say, okay, maybe ask that again. Mm-hmm. Make sure I understand you clearly. Mm-hmm. And then to go, I hear you well, but I don't have an answer for that. Yeah. And just be okay with that at that moment. I love that you said that when... When you're listening well, and like you did just a few minutes ago, okay, wait, can you ask, reframe, you know, ask, that that indicates to the other person, hey, I'm listening, I'm trying to understand, I'm with you, you know, um, so I think that's that's a good point. Here's a humorous, and yet it can be critical in a human, uh, human in a mentoring <laughs> relationship. Okay. I was in college, and uh, the professor, this is many years ago, uh-huh. had the slideshow going. Mm-hmm. Lights were off. Dang, that's a lot that's, that's of a years long time ago. ago. <laughs> we're going to watch a slideshow today, kids. I was so uh-huh. tired and sleepy, and the, t- the professor's desk was behind us. Uh-huh. I propped my hands up of with my head did. just right so it looked like I'm, I'm focusing on the slideshow. The slideshow, and therefore listening. Yeah. I fall asleep at some uh-huh. point. Next thing I know, I hear the professor's voice. <laughs> Going, Chris, what do you think about this? My eyes opened and I saw the slide and I had no clue what she was talking about. And I said, I, I lied. I uh-huh. gave an answer. Well, I agree to a certain extent. Lame. And she goes, 
Okay, that's a good point. The oh, guy gosh. next to me who I knew thought, I can't believe you got away with that. <laughs> I tell you that goofy story because I don't want to be that way right. in relationships. Sure. That you talk, you tell me something that's really on your heart, and I'm not really listening because I'm thinking about lunch or whatever is going on inside my head. Yeah. And I say, well, you know, I agree to a certain extent. And you go, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Because what that, can, that that does damage. Yeah, it does. Wait a minute, can you listen to me? Yeah. I don't think people will give you too many chances on that. No. I know I won't. If you if you want to mentor me, and so we start this conversation, and I realize you're not listening, and you do that a few times, I'm probably not going to want you to mentor me. Right. Because do you really care about me if you don't want to know about me? Or do you have the time to invest in me? Do if, you have, yeah. And will you listen to me? Good. Good. Well... We hope you heard us on what it means to be a good, active listener. So if you're a mentor, we hope that this um, spurs you on to evaluate how well are you listening? Are you being a a good, active listener? And if you're a mentee who who is really looking for a mentor, make sure you talk about um, active listening. So thank you once again for joining us as we talk about real-life mentoring.